What's going on, wellness gang? And welcome back to another episode from Bodied Wellness Radio. And today, we're flipping the script a bit. Recently, Sarah had the amazing opportunity to be interviewed by someone who we highly look up to, Wade Lightheart, the president of Bioptimizers, author, and one of the world's most renowned biohackers, not to mention a three-times Canadian national bodybuilding champion. We always talk about aspiring to sit at the table of all of the greats that we look up to, so I couldn't be more proud of Sarah for taking hold of this opportunity and speaking with Wade today. Today's podcast is also available on the Embodied Wellness YouTube or on the Bioptimizers Instagram page in their IGTV section. Now, the audio for this isn't quite the regular studio quality that I know you're accustomed to on the show, but we know you're still going to love the interview nonetheless. So without further ado, let's get to the show. I'm happy to join us today in beautiful, sunny Venice Beach, California. And I want to give a shout out to everyone who has been joining the Bioptimizer family and everything that's been going on and happening. There is so much happening um, with the company and uh, all our product and promotions. It's never been a more exciting time as people get biologically optimized. And today we've got some great guests to join me. And let me just pull this up. I'm going to talk a little bit about Sarah Collins, who has a passion. Here she is. Oh, let's get Sarah on here right now. So I'm going to go live with Sarah to bring her on board. Hopefully she'll uh, just pop in here. I just give the, 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 press, the press for her and she'll jump in here. I want to say hi to everybody. Hi. Sarah, can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, totally great. Uh, Tell everyone where you're joining us from today. I'm joining from Port Moody, BC, which is just outside of Vancouver in Canada. Port Moody. I'm a former Canuck transplanted here into the beautiful golden state of California. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So uh, I spent about 20 years as Vancouver is my home base. I love that area. Port Moody is so beautiful. I think um, for those who don't know about your company and your mission, which is, I think I can get this right, Embodied Wellness Co. You want to talk about Embodied Wellness, what it is that you do, and um, how you help the world. I think it's a pretty good message and mission that you're on, and I'd love people to hear about it. Yeah, so our company is actually based off of the idea of making women healthy again. So I've always been a why thinker for my whole life. And when I was studying in school, I've gone to school for Chinese medicine, nutrition, and herbal medicine. And we just kept getting women in the clinic. And women are getting sicker and sicker than ever, yet there is health this, wellness that, all over the place. And so my question was, why? Like, where is the gap where everyone is focusing on their health so much? There's more people moving towards eating well and taking care of their body, and yet infertility rates are high. Um, women claim to be suffering from PMS, which people have completely normalized, even though it's common, it's not a normal part of the menstrual cycle. And so I would just sit in clinics and be like, why is this happening? And so the more I started to learn and understand not just about nutrition, but about the way that we interact with our environment and the world around us and how everything is playing a role in our body and what's happening inside, and we really need to advocate for our own health as women and understand that the way that we are in society and the way that most of our lives are bred and the pressure that's put on us to always be go, go, going, do this, do that, it's really made us sick. And so our mission is to teach women how to become 
healthy again and how to reclaim their health and how to learn to navigate how to be a female in this world that is largely dominated by the male biological clock and what works for men. So we work with women one-on-one as well as we do some group coaching to kind of teach women about their body because education is everything and it really empowers people to understand how to take care of themselves and really what's going on. That's great. Um, You talk about something that's really interesting. I know there is a recent book out about how women operate on a a very specific ascending and descending cycle where they're more likely to operate under what I would say different patterns of operation. And you touched on this a bit. Can you expand on what your research has been showing and the clients that you work with around being a female-centric way of, uh, of addressing lifestyle issues? Yeah, so males, well, all humans work off of a circadian rhythm. So you've probably heard of this as the 24-hour clock. And the circadian rhythm, um, it really governs our sleep and wake cycles, our hunger hormones, and the way that we move about in this world. This impacts females as well. However, females also have this beautiful dynamic cycle called your infradian rhythm. And this is a monthly cycle. So the average is 28 days, but some women might have longer or shorter shorter cycles. And so your infradian rhythm is really about looking at your sex hormones and the way that your body changes in relation to your cycle. And there's been lots of research that's come out and just shown how harmful it can be to disrupt your circadian rhythm Yet, us as females, we live in a world where we're constantly interrupting our infradian rhythm. And so we put so much pressure on ourselves to be the same every day, eat the same foods, move in the same way, show up to your job at the same time, wake up at the same time. And so at some point, we have to step back and be like, well, if my hormones are different and my metabolism is different at different parts of my cycle, why am I expecting myself to be doing the same thing and still being in this place of balance and health? And so as females, we really need to look at the way that our body changes throughout our cycle and tune into this infradian rhythm so that we can also learn that we do need to adjust and adapt and make little changes throughout our cycle so that we can remain in as well. And it's a little bit tricky um, navigating in a world where to some extent we do have to do some of the same things. People have jobs. And so The more that we learn about, again, looking at the whole picture, okay, well, maybe I have to get up and go to work every day at the same time, but can I actually change the types of food that I'm eating the week before my period and then the week during my period as opposed to the follicular and ovulatory phase? And so it's really learning how to navigate our beautiful dynamic power of being a female and to kind of release some of the pressure of being the same every day and understand that we need to have these changes and these changes are what makes us female. And it gives us like fertility, which is quite literally our life force energy. And by trying to be the same every day and do these same things and just ignoring our infradian rhythm, we're actually draining our life force, which is part of a big reason why we are getting sicker and sicker. You know, this is a topic and, you know, I'm I'm very, very passionate and interested in this. And I was fortunate enough Uh, I would say, to grow up in, quote, unquote, a traditional type family. And my mother was a stay-at-home mom, which she says was the greatest job she ever did and wouldn't trade it for for a world of anything. And I think a lot of women who are in the workforce and stuff struggle 
with um, the feelings of inadequacy as a as a mother or as a as as a lover or as a, or in their work performance because in today in the last say 60 years since the advent of widespread birth control which changed the paradigm of what women could do and the empowerment and creating the options for women that they have today which is which is fantastic but i think you we have to recognize is that the the evolution of the say the um, distribution of du duties uh, between men and women uh, were pretty set in stone for a long period of time. And then we have this rapid technological innovation and we're the only species that have been able to use birth control. So no other species has access to this. So when you change the birth cycle of any species, you change that species. And we don't necessarily know everything like it might take us another 10 15 maybe even 100 generations to make the adaptations let alone all the digital technology what i do feel that is and because we're communicating on here and i'd like to get your input on this because it's just my own ramblings as a dude um i think you know this whole world of internet marketing being an educator online working from home that's now emerged I think now really tips in favor to women to be able to respond to their cycles better. And, I, and I'm excited about these technological innovations, which doesn't pigeonhole maybe women into, into situations where they're compromised on these variants of cycles. Would you agree with that? Yeah, and I feel like the more that we talk about this and the more we understand really what's going on, the more opportunities we have as a female. And a big part about female health and like giving ourselves these opportunities and just allowing ourselves to be dynamic is having these conversations with males as well. Because right now, female menstrual cycles are largely a female conversation. However, we need to include men in these conversations. We need to um, allow men to also understand what's going on with our bodies and how we need to adapt. And so the more that we put this knowledge out there, the more that we educate not just ourselves, our partners, our bosses, all of these other people, the better we can navigate ourselves as well. And so we often feel a burden of, oh, maybe I'm not performing my best because I'm, I'm so tired. But when we can communicate, your partner would love to hear how he can support you. Your boss would 100%. like, maybe I need a little bit more rest. Like we need to communicate about our own bodies with other people. And there's almost this like shame and stigma, like, oh, you know, I don't want to say that. Am I going to be a complainer or less than if I, communicate that maybe I need um, to take a step back this week. But really, the more that we normalize these changes and the more that we put it out there, the more opportunities we give ourselves and other females in the future. Uh, this is a great topic because we, I, I always feel that we're in the most connected world that we've ever been in through digital communications. But I feel these are oftentimes what I call low resolution components in that we, you know, I had one of our uh, female uh, staff members recently who's just rocking it. She's, you know, growing our social media things while simultaneously doing an MBA while entering into, uh, she just got engaged and she's a total rock star with our company. And during this, she, she went to an event for 10 days. It was a Joe Dispenza event. And so she was offline to give you an example. And she came back and I'm, I'm, I'm the old guy that grew up in a world that didn't have online. So I'm like, yeah, go girl, be away from your phone for a week. And what was that like? She's like, first she had FOMO, 
Oh, I'm missing out. And then her friends were freaking out because she's not responding in her normal, like, you know, connected. But in all this connection, what you're saying here to kind of bring this full circle to your points is that men and females navigating the world of family, career, uh, intimacy, um, and, and reproduction, okay, need to sit down and have what is, I would say, intelligent, informative, heart-to-heart, and maybe even uncomfortable conversations so that people can understand their individual biological, emotional, financial needs. Because when those become compromised, it really adds a lot of elements. And I, I think a lot of divorces or a lot of dissatisfaction in relationships happen because people aren't ready to have those conversations. As someone who's dealing this with women particularly, what has been the result? Like, first off, how do you initiate that conversation for women so that they understand that? And two, then how do you get the women to initiate that conversation with their partners so that everybody gets on the same page? I'm very, I think this is really, really important. Well, the first thing is um, teaching women about their own body. How could I communicate something I'm not really sure about? Most females actually do not understand the changes that are happening in their body. They know two weeks out of the, the month, they feel crappy. The other two weeks, they feel fine. And so once they understand like, oh, actually, maybe during my period, I'm not just lazy. The left and right hemispheres in my brain are actually communicating better through the corpus callosum. I am very connected to myself. I'm very connected to other people. I'm just different. And when we, when we understand these, these differences, we take that stigma away first in ourselves. That's the first one is there's nothing wrong with you. You're different. What are, how can you own these differences? And once you talk about that with them, these can more naturally come with partners. So if women are having tension in their relationships, maybe their sex drive is lower during one week and that's causing some tension in their relationship. It's fair. It's challenging, but it's fairly simple to communicate to your partner. Hey babe, during this week, like I'm going to need X, Y, and Z. This will make me feel really good. And I often like to phrase it as them. So you're not feeling your best in your relationship. That's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to have an uncomfy conversation, but are you going to stay in the discomfort of just living in this? Or are you going to have five seconds of courage, have that conversation so you gain the comfort? And I never try to force anything on my clients. I'm huge on asking them like, how do you feel about this, right? Like, what is the payoff? And so going through this in their own heads and getting them to almost picture the end result of it. So, okay, if it's difficult for you to have this short conversation, what's the end payoff? Like, are you willing to put that ahead of the minor discomfort? And most supportive partners are stoked, stoked when women tell you, here's exactly how you can support me. I'm going to lay it out for you. Let's work together. And they're like, thank you. Because right now I have been struggling. Men don't understand what we're going through fully, most of them. This is a fact. When you clearly communicate, here's how I'm feeling. Here's what I need. They're like, awesome. You just gave me the biological blueprint. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, follow it. Do my best, at least, in a short stance. And so it's very empowering to bring them to this place where I often encourage them, like, it might be uncomfortable, but it actually might not. Like your husband might be stoked that you're telling him this. And so really about having difficult conversations is understanding what's the other option. You're already uncomfortable. You're already Correct. 
your best. So pushing past that little bit of like mental pushback for the end result, a lot of people, a lot of women are willing to do that because they're not feeling great right now. They're uncomfortable in their relationships. They're uncomfortable in their body. And so they're willing to try something out. Hey, wellness gang, we'll get right back to the show, but I just wanted to interrupt really quickly to drop a quick knowledge bomb on you. You know the old saying, you don't appreciate what you have until it's gone? Well, if you've ever had your health wobble or slip, you certainly know the feeling. But I'll let you in on a little secret. There's a mineral that our body needs, a mineral that an estimated 80% of people are deficient in, and without it, our body can be thrown out of whack real quickly. And that mineral is magnesium. Magnesium deficiency can cause muscle aches, anxiety, poor digestion, trouble sleeping, among many other health issues. It's important because it's involved in over 300 biochemical functions in the body, making it an essential part of our diet. Magnesium helps with so many things. Number one, magnesium boosts energy right at a cellular level. It activates ATP in our body to help create energy. Magnesium also helps to benefit digestion by relaxing the muscles in our digestive tract. Magnesium relieves muscle spasms. It helps relieve PMS symptoms. It prevents migraines, prevents osteoporosis, supports brain health. And this is a big one, especially for me. This is a very important one. Magnesium helps to relieve anxiety. A 2010 review of natural treatments for anxiety found that magnesium could be a treatment for anxiety. And more recently, a 2017 review looked at 18 different studies that found that magnesium did in fact reduce anxiety, making it the only nutrient that can reduce stress at a cellular level. Now, the tricky part about this is that finding magnesium deficiency is actually very difficult because it's hard to detect. And according to Dr. Joe Mercola, less than 1% of your body's magnesium lives in your blood, which makes it tough to identify via blood tests. You can find magnesium in food sources such as kefir, almonds, avocado, maybe bananas, spinach, but it's just not enough. So we use the best magnesium supplement we've ever found, Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. Unlike magnesium supplements that have one, two, maybe we, you know, we found one supplement that has four types of magnesium, Magnesium Breakthrough has all seven forms of magnesium. Most quote-unquote healthy people only get one to two forms at best, but in Magnesium Breakthrough, you get all seven major forms of magnesium, and that's when the magic happens. Head over to bioptimizers.com or find the link in the podcast show notes at embodiedwellnesscode.com and use the code EMBODIED10 for a little discount on Magnesium Breakthrough. It helps out the podcast, but most importantly, it helps your body thrive. Now, back to the show. Yeah, it's such a great point. And there's a, there's a great chapter in um, uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson's latest book, uh, uh, 12 More Rules Beyond, Beyond Order in his book. And, it's, and I think it's chapter three. And it says, don't leave things in the fog. And he discusses specifically in relationships. For example, and he uses an example of uh, a man and woman who lived together for a long time. And they were ha they would have their breakfast or whatever and 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 the 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 wife was making something that he didn't like he didn't like and he never said anything about it for 20 years until they had a discussion and she had no idea simultaneously there was another situation where a woman this guy was doing something that drove the man that drove the woman crazy and he had no idea and he says like look if that's causing a 5 minute a 10 minute disruption Every single day of your life or every single month, you're going through a week where you guys are at odds and he's going over to hang out with his buddies at the sports games. Like, how's things with the wife? I don't know, man. She's like, it's going crazy. And he's like, yeah, dude, 
yeah, my wife does that too. That's the extent of the conversation. It's like, like, yeah, man, just like, you know. And what happens is we get into these uh, collective projections. And the men are, in, in my experience as a man, men will be expressing this with other guys moderately in about a two sentence to one paragraph conversation. Mm-hmm. And it's just left as this kind of thing as, yeah, I don't know how to do with it. And, and oftentimes we feel disempowered and we feel that, hey, I don't know, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm, I'm sucking out as a man and, I'm, you know, my, my wife's unhappy or she's tired all the time or she's not sexually interested in me. And I don't know how to have that conversation with you with either. And I think as a general rule, and I hate to use too many generalizations, but I think women are extraordinary com- a little bit more sophisticated. They speak a lot more than men. If you look at the data, they speak about three times the amount that men do as a, as a, as a generalization. And there's always exceptions to that. And I don't want to discount those exceptions, but I think for them to initiate and to maybe allow a space for men to kind of sit and, and get this information. And you might have to go through this a few times for us to get it. But when we get it, men feel like they're winning that they can do something to support their partner, that they can help her out when she's doing something. And if you're in a relationship, and I'm gonna just state this right, if you're in a relationship where your partner is not excited to pitch in and help you go through your cycles and deal with that, you need to rethink whether that's the right relationship for you. Would you agree? I agree. And a big part about having conversations is, um, I always like to say, tell them how you feel, open up, emotions when you say i your partner goes this is i'm opening up my heart when you say i need you to go oh my gosh i'm i'm such a crappy partner they close off open up the conversation with here's how i'm feeling x y and z nobody can argue how you're feeling it's it's up to you i'm feeling x y and z here's something that you could do to support me they've opened up their heart they're like she's feeling something I'm emotionally attached to her feelings. I'm going yes. to, here's a suggestion for you. Okay. And so a lot of the times as females, we get so like, if I tell him something, he's going to be, but if you just open it up, here's how I'm feeling. It's a positive experience. He would love to support you. As you said, like my partner, when I started teaching him all of this, he was, I came in here, he was researching out on his own. He's like, it's pretty in rhythm, right? Like you want to support a partner who's supported in your journey and in your health because it doesn't just better our experience as a female, it betters their experience as a partner. And so we just synergistically live in better balance and in better harmony. And the more that you understand and communicate, like they don't fully get it. You're probably going to have to remind them the next time your cycle comes around, but it just brings this beautiful, harmonious balance in the relationship. So it's not just about the female. It's not just about the male. It's about living in harmony as a family, as a partner, as a relationship. And, so open communication is huge in everything, but especially in talking and about and communicating our needs. And again, this comes back to understanding your own needs and understanding what's going on and how you can, first of all, support yourself and then also ask for support from those around you. And I, I want to hear, um, I think we, we've talked about some, you know, kind of the overarching part. What happens kind of systematically when you teach a woman about her own body and this relation to her cycle and how that fits and then she learns that 
And then she's able to communicate that inside her relationship so that they can make the appropriate adjustments or in her career or whatever. What happens when that process is initiated? And what are maybe some of the challenges and then what is the learning curve until you kind of, you know, hit your, your rhythm and stride on these things? What have you, what have you noticed? So the idea of like what we call uh, living in tune with your cycle, first of all, you're gaining energy rather than draining it. By ignoring our dynamic nature as a female, we're draining energy. So the first step I would say is empowerment. A female goes, wow, I've been waiting to hear this. This whole time I've been thinking I'm that crap crazy and now I know what's going on so I can support myself. So number one is empowerment and then they gain energy. They no longer spend time in their own head. Oh, I'm so tired. I should be this. I should be that. And they go, maybe I need more rest. You're gaining energy. You are becoming more connected to yourself because you understand and it's no longer you versus your body. It's me supporting my body and understanding that supporting my body looks different. So now I actually have to be mindful. I cannot live my life on autopilot because I need to feel these changes. So we're mindful. We're empowered. We feel energized. Um, many women who struggle a lot to lose, lose weight, this is a big struggle. Many women's stress is through the roof. They mm -hmm. actually release this weight because they're like, wow, by pushing myself too hard, I was actually causing cortisol to store fat in my body. Now I'm doing less and my body looks better than ever. I'm eating foods that make me feel really good. I'm no longer getting bloated. I feel good. I look good. I'm feeling better in my own body. That's step number one. I always like to get women to first understand this yourself, feel it, live it, and then communicate it. Your partner's going to notice. When you start feeling good and you are looking good, you automatically have raised the vibration of that relationship, of any room that you're in because you are your full expression of yourself. Any female who is in her power and embodied and happy, embodied is the name of our company, that's why, embodied in her own nature, empowered, feeling good, looking good, you already have raised the vibration. Things are already up here. When we're not feeling our best, we also pull back away from other people because we feel a little bit of shame and guilt. So number one is bringing females to understand and feel this. Having a conversation with your partner, opening it up to them, allows you to get support in other areas which again i would say just feeds into all of these other things and it also feeds into your partner's feelings of empowerment and of understanding and being a better husband boyfriend whatever it may be so now he's also feeling better and you both raised your own vibration and you come together and it's beautiful harmony and i would say a lot of um maybe uh, going back and forth arguments, but even like not arguments, but bickering, they go away when you have a better understanding of yourself. That's not to say you will solve all problems, but once you understand each other, you can better support each other and live with each other. So I would say that the main kind of benefits of this are just like being more of who you really are, releasing the pressure and feeling this empowerment. And that stems into your relationship when you then open it up and say, here's how I'm feeling, here's why, here's how you can support me, you build that in yourself, you build that in your partner, you build that together as a whole. And so it's really just this beautiful returning back to like who we were meant to be through education, through understanding, through communication, all of these things we know, but we feel like they're like, if we don't have a way to explain things to ourselves or a reason behind things, we think that it's an issue with us. 
And so when I teach women this, it's really just like giving them permission to like listen to your body and be yourself, which improves all areas of your life. In the workplace, this allows you to, let's say that you are somebody who presents. Like I talk a lot for my job. I teach a lot. If I know I have a really big, I get to plan and I have a really big presentation to make, I'm not going to choose. I know when I'm ovulating, I'm going to be chatty. My brain, I know when I'm to people and socialize. So I'm going to actually plan things around that time. I know during the luteal phase of my cycle, I'm going to want to work. I plan all of my like tasks that I maybe don't really want to do that are very tedious during that time. So you can actually use these changes to your advantage rather than just always feel like oh, this, oh, that. And so it stems into all areas of your life because you know. And when you know better, you can do better. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really beautiful. And then Typically, um, when people are working with you in this uh, thing, so let's take a, a woman who will take two different case scenarios, because I think this is such a great topic. I'm so glad you're addressing this, because I think it's really, really important. And part of what we talk about biological optimization and, and individualizing the N of one. How long typically does it take, I would say, uh, a motivated woman who's saying, you know, I'm, st I'm struggling here, they come to you. How long does it take them to figure out, you know, get used to this rhythm of them of themselves? And then once they understand that, how long does it usually take for them to get their partner on board with the whole process so that we can kind of get them used to what they've just learned about themselves? It really depends where the person is at the point that they come to me. Some women are quite, they've got a lot of things going on. Their stress is high. They have so many things. So everyone starts to feel a little better within like a few days of making positive changes, right? It takes about right. like, awesome, I'm feeling great. It takes probably one or two full cycles. So that's about two months to really feel like, holy smokes. Like when I start working with women, their first cycle, they have that symptom free. One of my clients was like, you need to get a Nobel prize because I've been <laughs> my whole life. So it doesn't take long to, to feel some change to fully understand it. I feel like we're always learning. We're always mm -hmm. learning. So it's like within a few days, even people start, women start to feel better within a, a month cycle. You will definitely notice the changes the next time your period comes around and you feel actually energized and like a normal person around that time. And then it takes a few cycles after that to tune in the fine details. So we don't go zero to a hundred, make sure you're eating different foods every single day for these weeks. It's like, okay, we'll make a few changes. We'll build on that and then we'll learn. So really it's a constant process of learning, but women will feel better within a few days typically, and then about a month's time, you'll really start to see those changes come through. For opening up that conversation with your partner, it really depends on how receptive the partner is and how um, open you are to communicating those feelings. I would say that most partners, it will take them about two to three months, so about three cycles to really be like, okay, well now I'm understanding this. So right. it also depends on how open their communication is. Like I constantly remind my partner, I'm like, hey, like, please stop planning social events around this time because I do not want to socialize during this week, right? So we're always learning, but it, it's really within like a few weeks even that people really start to feel like, holy smokes, where has this been my whole life? That's beautiful. And I, I know um, I have a number of friends who are into communication with their partners, guys, and 
we're we're generally the older guys because we've had enough failures that we're we're humble enough to realize that we don't know everything and we don't understand anything. And what I can say is the guys who have done the work and had the conversations to truly listen to their partner and make that adaptation, their relationships go so much better. And so many things that they didn't understand before had problems with their communication stuff literally wash away and they really start to have that rock star connected. And then of course, when you set that pattern of communication, the resident, when the really big stuff hits and it's going to hit for everybody, you know, there's, there's no escape of suffering in the human condition. Everybody dies. Everybody that you love will eventually die. Most of us, it's going to not be very pleasant near the end. Uh, and sometimes it's sudden. When you have that foundation of communication and understanding and respecting each other's biology and how that influences your emotionality and, and your connectivity, now you feel much more invested in the relationship and the partnership. And I think, I think there is a misidentification in the current world today. It's currently in vogue to look at everything as men and women as these opposing factions that are against each other somehow. But I think if you were, we were really accurate, we're the product of 10,000 at least generations of men and women figuring things out so that the next group can come in. So there's certainly, I think, been more success than failures. However, with the demands and these recent changes, particularly that's opened up a plethora of opportunities and the concordant pressures on women, not to mention the changes in our agriculture, I think not having these conversations, not identifying our unique individual needs, and to be able to go back and forth in a communication aspect to support each other's biology and health and well-being is a must. It's not, it's not like, should I do this? Or maybe I'll do this, or maybe at some point we'll do this. It's something that you need to have a conversation early in the relationship to see if you're gonna be compatible on this, because we all wanna live a healthy, happy, connected, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and emotionally stable, stabilized life. And physical health and vitality is as much physiological as is emotional and psychological. Mm -hmm. um, any other items that you'd like to kind of touch in here before we go? Any nutritional supplements that you use? Anything that, that you think is great? Or any people that would like to find out more about you? How do they find out about this? How do they get themselves dialed in? Because I know you have a wealth of information. Yeah, well... One supplement I recommend to all of my clients, male, female, wherever they are, is magnesium. Of course, we love magnesium breakthrough. It is oh, thank you. 75% of people, probably more, are deficient in magnesium. It's actually tricky to tell with blood tests because a lot of it's in our tissues. So probably everyone, most people are deficient in magnesium. So, so crucial for female health, for healthy ovulation, healthy thyroid levels. It's anti-inflammatory. It's an anti-stress mineral. Having a menstrual cycle is inflammatory by nature. So I recommend all of my clients hop on a magnesium. Magnesium Breakthrough is the only one with seven on the market. So it's my favorite product. I recommend that to everyone. And people can find me at my Instagram page, Sarah Collins Wellness, as well as embodiedwellnessco.com, which is our company. And we have a podcast called Embodied Wellness Radio. Sarah, this is so awesome. And I am so delighted that you're out there educating females and men about the unique needs that women have 
in regards to their cycle, their energy levels and how to be at their best uh, and to open up those communication channels. So we have healthy, deeply connected relationships, because I think all of us really, at our, if we're really core honest, the most value that you can gain in your life is your intimate relationships and the, you know, the bringing on the next generation. And if you're stressed and compromised and not healthy, it's impossible for you to do those things. And that winds up in leading a person feeling less than, not good enough, not connected, not feeling lovable. And it really comes down to communication and information. And I'm so delighted that you've been able to share this insight. I think our, 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 our Instagram family, our social media family is going to love this. And I hope all of them come out and see you and start having these things and things because we all need coaches. We all need help. And uh, we're here to support people at Bioptimizers, and we're here to support you uh, for doing this great work in the world to help end physical suffering and to activate what we call biologically optimized health. So lots of love to you and uh, congratulations on, on bringing this topic to the world. And I wish you the best of success uh, moving forward. Nice to chat. Okay, take care. Bye. See you guys. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. This podcast provides general information and discussions about health and related subjects. The information and other content provided in this podcast or any linked materials are not intended and should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. If you or any other person has medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider and seek other professional medical treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you may have heard on this podcast or any link materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast are of no relation to those of any academic, hospital, health practice, or other institution. 